Greetings from the Long Island Sound podcast. Welcome to the show. Please rate, review, and comment on the show. And call our listener line and leave a message for our guests. Dial 631-800-3579. All right, enjoy the show. Welcome to the Long Island Sound Podcast, where we explore the muse and the music from the North Shore to the South Shore, from New York City to the Hamptons, navigating the wellspring of original music from singer-songwriters and musicians from Long Island, New York. Hi, I'm Steve Yusko from GigDestiny.com. Stay tuned as we explore the Long Island Sound. You are in for a rock and roll treat in today's episode. There's no apologies from the Somehow Sorry Band. You'll meet the fun-loving duo who formed the core of the band, John and Rainey McCarthy, who bring energy and excitement to our conversation and through their original music. We'll uncover the artists behind the music and learn how they navigate the music industry waters of the Long Island Sound. Here's a sample of what you can expect as we play one of their many songs, Baby Jaded.
Each guest on the podcast has been generous with referring new and interesting guests, and today is no exception. Joe Pickett introduced our next guests, and I'm excited to introduce them to you. Lorraine, or Rain, and John McCarthy are the husband and wife duo who brought the Somehow Sorry Band to my attention. Hailing from Long Island, this American rock band was influenced by many rock and folk groups. The Somehow Sorry Band was developed from an earlier band called The Divine Right. They established themselves in the hard rock era of the 80s and 90s. They have many original songs to their credit, which we'll dive into during this episode. And with that introduction, welcome to the podcast, Rain and John. Hey, Steve. Hey, thank you for having us. Absolutely. Good. Great to be here. Good to see you. I tell you, I am amazed. Every week I do a podcast, and it turns out I get to meet two or three or four people, uh, you know, that my guests refer, which is, is just really a, a great blessing. So uh, I thank you for, for being on the show. It's, it's really, it's going to be great. You're a husband and wife duo. I would assume you met, you met through music. Is that true? Yeah, we did. Yeah. We did, yes. Back in like fourth grade or, or no, give, give, give me, give me some background. To the 1991, early 90s, 92, early 90s. Yeah. Okay. All right. Now uh, I'll start rain. I'll start with you. Where did you get your musical chops? When did you pick up an instrument and start to play and, and yeah. um, folk group church? Okay, at fourteen. Nice, the kumbaya and yeah. yeah. We actually had a very cool folk group. It was all guitars, it was guitars and tambourines. Right. So the, the pastor of the church was unique in that sense. It wasn't like hallelujah kind of stuff. So we actually rocked it up a bit. Nice. And um, we, it's for credit to the St. Matthews folk group. I'm going to plug them. Oh, you have Dix Hills, um, right? Dix Hills. We actually played for in Madison Square Garden for the Pope's inauguration. Oh my God! Wow. How crazy is yeah. that? Little <laughs> little bit of pressure, <laughs> That's huh? Yeah, really. <laughs> and I was 14. And John, how about you? How did you start? I start. I started playing the guitar probably around 11 or 12 years old. I had a friend. Um, who lived up the street for me and uh, he was playing and he was a big Beatle fan. So he kind of turned me on to that whole sound and it just kind of went from there. And I was, I went and took lessons uh, at a, you know, at a regular music store once a week. And I did that for about a year. And most of that was reading and, and uh, I, I'm, I kind of play by feel. So I didn't stay with the lessons. I, I, I might've done it for about a year. And then I just kind of went off on my own journey and, and it's nice. been that way since, yeah. Yeah, I know I know how you feel. I started guitar late in, in my late twenties. Mm -hmm. I got past the first three chords and it was too damn hard. Uh, it me. is not easy, yeah. <laughs> and, and that guitar, uh, which is on the wall still, uh right. sat for a long time. And uh what helped me, to be honest with you, was YouTube and right, right. and guitar tabs. Once somebody could show me, yeah, and then yeah, I got the bug, you know, it's, there's always yeah. that one influential person who invites you to say, Oh, come play along with us. Right. Right. Which That happened in my life. I was totally horrified how I played, <laughs> but I was inspired to get better because I thought I could, you know, right, right. Uh, yeah. awesome. <laughs> me, right. I, I wound up lying. I, I could play maybe one or two chords and right. I wanted to join the folk group so much. I lied to the church. <laughs> You know, uh, first thing, you know. That's why they have happened. confession. And I lied to the church. Lied to the church and said I could play when in actuality I knew maybe one or two chords. But what I did was I followed 
the hand pattern. Well, you fake it till you make it. That's, That's right. You took the words out of my mouth, brother. <laughs> and then from there, um, I guess I never thought I could sing. That wasn't really in. The, I just wanted to play the guitar. And because um, my sister used to make fun of me all the time when I would try to sing. So I figured I couldn't sing. Right. And then one day someone heard me and then it went from there. You, you got to sing. I'm like, oh, my God. Somebody no. encouraged you. That's Somebody you encouraged you. Someone who yes. encouraged you. Right. Well, leave it to siblings. That'll knock you down a peg and hopefully you you bounce back. Right. Today, she is my biggest fan. So I will give her a thumbs up for that. That's nice. You know what? It's, it's, it's a lot of work, you know, just fine. You know what I struggle with? I struggle with finding that first note to, to lead mm -hmm. off a song, you know, it, it, right. and my wife will attest to that uh, with great tenacity. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's one of, that's one of my struggles. So out of the gate, you're both, you know, in your early teens and, and you get the itch, so to speak, to do this. Oh, yeah, definitely. Who's, um, well, before we jump even further, who, who are the other uh, members of the band? Just give us a little background. Oh, sorry. Yeah, um, yeah, no, no, no apologize. Paul Majeri, um, bass player. He happens to be my eldest nephew. Okay. And James Bosco, Jimmy, uh, drummer. Excellent, excellent. And were they part of the Divine Right group at all? Like, did they morph out of that? Or you're, you guys are the two original members of that group? Johnny wasn't an original member, but he was a very early starting member. I started the band with a, a guy by the name of Rob Henderson, guitar player. And he mm -hmm. was more one of those closet kind of players. You know, and it was more, yeah, we got to do this. We got to get a band. We got to do it. You know? So we uh, weren't expecting to get a second guitarist, except our drummer at the time kept saying to us, you got to hear Johnny McCarthy. You got to hear Johnny McCarthy. And I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so sure enough, he brought him along one day and he and um, sat on our uh, front porch at Rob's house. And uh, we said, you want to try to jam? We hear a lot of good things. You know, you never know what you're, what you're. Yeah, yeah, right, exactly. You know? And sure enough, he came down to a practice and we were like, wow, okay, definitely great guitarist. And lo and behold, after we, had him join the band, we, uh, I had him start singing. So that really brought things to life for us. But Paulie was just about 14 or 15 when, oh, uh, was going when on. we started playing and he would come to, we used to sneak him into gigs. We were in, uh, Sundance and, um, Tommy Knockers and the Roxy, all the clubs he shouldn't have even been in. Right, right. <laughs> we used to sneak him in cause he was just such, so in awe cause he was a guitar player is a guitar player excuse me mm -hmm. and then uh, jimmy came along later on uh by answering a, a, an ad wow that's great and now since you got the nephew in it makes the band more solid you know he, he ain't leaving <laughs> no no he ain't going. <laughs> when um divine right we played with divine right i guess it was about seven or eight years and we were more of a hard rock metal Okay. Metal. I'm not really a metal singer at all. My roots are based in folk music, you know. Sure. <laughs> I, like, I like Carol King, stuff from that that era, John Denver, really a mellow side. But yeah, I love the stage and rock and roll and because there's nothing like it, you know. Wow. So from that, you know, we uh, decided years later after the band initiated, uh, broke up, excuse me, Divine Right broke up. A couple of years later, we decided to form another band. We figured we'd we try again. Johnny and I were only friends, by the way. You yeah, yeah. Couple. Sure, sure. Oh, no, no. <laughs> Come on. He just said, by the way, for the audience listening, he just he just held up the okay sign. <laughs> Smart man. 
<laughs> we, we, we were, we totally were, we were friends and I knew he liked me, but we were best friends. And we, when we started singing together, we would play a show and two o'clock in the morning, he would come down into the studio after the show. We were just exhausted, you know, and he'd start playing and we'd sing. And that's how we kind of crafted our sound. And then after Divine Right broke up about a year later, I had Jet Giant tickets. Okay. And I was like, you know what? Let me give him a car. Well, maybe he'll want to go. And I'm not thinking it was a date. Yeah, sure. <laughs> but I guess at that moment in time, I said, okay, maybe I could maybe think about it. Yeah, yeah. Well, well I'm that's not married. Him, so, you that's know. great. It's, it's so history. neat. You know, you, you're, you're the first husband and wife team that I've interviewed in, in music. So I'm, I'm kind of. 25 years and we're still sitting next to each other. That's pretty good. No. God bless you. Yeah, I'll be married. I'll be married 30. And as my wife says, it's the best 10 years of a life. So, <laughs> so but you know what it is? It's funny because it's when you're able to share that art together, that's great. You know, I find I find it, it very interesting. And, and that's you're you're connecting on it on it on a different level. Yeah, because um, I think many times in music, it's a level that it's a level of communication, at least for me that is a way to express yourself that you might not be able to express in words or in conversation, but you can right. do it in song. Yeah. So apparently you guys have the best of both worlds. Obviously yeah. you get along. Also yeah. healthy for the marriage. You know? Yeah. I mean, now, you know, we don't do it with visions of grandeur in our eyes anymore, but we do it still with the same zest and, and love for it as we did when we first started out. And uh, I think in times it has, kept the marriage strong. That's I agree. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I mean, you know, might not agree, but hey. <laughs> no, no, he agrees. No, he you know, agrees. He does. <laughs> well, what's, what's interesting is, as you know, there is that, it's not marriage advice, but, you know, early in marriages and groups and stuff, there's that survival instinct. Okay, we got to make it. We got to reach certain goals. And then I think when we start to get very comfortable with ourselves, I am who I am. I'm very comfortable with the group. And, there's kind of like an exhale and you could really just have fun with what you're doing. And when you have fun with what you're doing, you can really create some great art, you know? And you do, yeah, you do it better. Right? You improve because oh, yeah. when you exhale, you improve, you really do. You do. And the longer you do it, and that's the wonderful thing about being an artist, the longer you play and you maintain, you keep your voice. It's, it's not like you lose it after time. As sure. long as you keep you keep playing, you keep getting better, and that's what I have found personally as a singer. Yeah, you know, as you honor your craft, I mean, you you take what you do seriously, you have fun with it, but you're I'm sure you're careful with your voice, you're careful with what you do with your fingers, yeah. playing your instrument. Yeah, and and you 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 take that as my father, my dad was a mechanic. He goes, take care of your tools, and he wasn't just talking about the wrenches that I would leave out yeah. on lawn that I would run right. on the lawn mower, but, but it, it was a good lesson in life. Take care of your yeah, tools absolutely. and, and you, it will uh, take care of you. Yeah. My dad always said, if you maintain your car, it will always be good to you. And that was one of the best pieces of advice he ever gave me, especially being a girl, you know? <laughs> so why don't we do this? Let's, let's take a, a, a really short break. And then what I really love to get into is I really want to talk on the, the, the music business side of it about getting gigs, how, how, how you guys brought, you know, your, um, your success and, and how you go. Cause a lot of people are curious about that, especially with the changing times in music. So sure. um, stick with us, everybody. We'll be right back with rain and John. 
Hi, Steve Yusko from Gig Destiny here. Well, as you're probably listening to this podcast, you're probably thinking about that musician who would make a fantastic guest here on the Long Island Sound. Well, we'd like to hear their story. We'd like to hear their music. So have them reach out to us at gigdestiny.com and we'll explore their craft. Now, back to our podcast. Hey, we're back on, everybody. And uh, we're with Rain and John McCarthy of the Somehow Sorry Band. Great, interesting. First of all, you got to tell me, how did you name the band and who named the band? That was, well, you know, did you ever like be sorry for something, but you're not really sorry? So you're sorry. I'm, I'm married. That's, that's <laughs> the state I live in most of the time. I'm sorry for stuff I didn't even know I did. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> See, John, um, Johnny and I have a lot of yin and yang. I'd say when it comes to our vocals, I always think of what is that? The, oh, yin and yang, right? That's yeah, yeah, yep, right, yep, black and white. Yep. Right. right. So that's kind of, if you look at the logo, the somehow reflects the sorry in a sense. Wrote down a bunch of names that we liked. And that was the one name that we all agreed upon. It's boring. Right. I, I know, boring as far as how it came to pass. The original name of the band was, I'm not even sure if I can, I won't say it because I don't know if I can say it. It's uh, the S H I T word and giggle. Yeah, yeah, it's podcast. We're good. So it's that. <laughs> and giggles. giggles. Just like Shih Tzu, like the dog, right? Exactly, yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. So but that was the original I named name. it. I liked the name. I thought it was funny and irreverent. You know, for Shits and Giggles. And then we went to do the first album, and the producer's like, you got to change the name. I'm not working with a band. <laughs> uh, you're going to have to get a more professional name. So I think Lorraine punched into the, you know, band names into the computer, and they punched out a whole bunch of names. And somehow Sorry was the only one we could all agree on. So we went with it. And it so kind of, and that's, it kind how, of that's where it came from. So I want to make T-shirts up that say, are you somehow nice. sorry? Yeah. Somehow sorry. <laughs> so, so you have original music out there. I'm very interesting. I'm interested. Excuse I'm not very interesting. But I'm very interested <laughs> on how you approach the business side of um, of the music business. You know, from getting gigs to. Painstakingly, yeah. Yeah. How did you piece together, you know, your the first uh, album that you produced and, okay. and all that so right. let, let's let's just talk about first somehow sorry album yeah yeah sure uh we put together like an lp call it pair and mm-hmm. it's kind of like a demo because we are still feeding off a couple of songs off of that that never really came to fruition you know okay. it never kind of bloomed so to speak we never we did release the lp it is on spotify but it really is a demo um that album wasn't with uh, Paulie, and it wasn't with Jimmy. It was just Johnny and I, and we had a studio bassist and a studio drummer. And we just wanted to see how we sounded and lay down some some tracks. And okay. we did it in, at um, Modern Voices Records, and they were located out in Ronkonkoma. Chris Patty. Chris Patty was the producer on that. I'm not too sure if you know him or not. And it was great because it was it was a true test that okay maybe we could start to look for musicians, you know, form a band, mm-hmm. you know, actually be a, a, a group kind of thing. And that was before somehow sorry even had its name. And then after that, and it was I guess 2005, we started getting more serious with the project, and we were like, the first thing we got to do is find a drummer. And over the years, when we were in Divine Right, and the drummers were just impossible to find. You could find them, 
but finding right. a good one was was really really a Arch chore. Gotcha. Yeah, fair. It just it just to fit our style, I guess. We mm -hmm. tend to have a little bit of a a groove to our music, and uh, we very dynamic. I love playing with dynamics, a lot of ups and downs, and take you on sure. little turns and valleys, so to speak. And haphazardly, Johnny had um, wrote. <laughs> I, we were in Guitar Center in Comac, and he he put an ad up on the the bulletin board looking for drummer, drummer wanted, you know, sure enough. And we were jamming at the time with another fella and um, we weren't really a hundred percent on him, mm -hmm. but you know, happens you that be way. Honest. Sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, Jimmy had called me, I was cooking dinner, it was a Sunday and he called and he's like, yeah, hi, uh, my name is Jim Bosco. I saw your ad, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, oh, we, we, we already have one. And he's like, well, wait, wait, in case it doesn't work out or what have you. Would would you you know consider at least listening to me? I guess I was being abrupt with them, and I and I I, sh I should have been more abrupt. Maybe I, <laughs> yeah, I love you, Jim. But um, I said, well, where do you live? And he, he said East Northport, and I was like, hey, you, you live yeah. in East Northport, okay? All right, so why don't you come to? What, I can be there in ten minutes. I'm like, whoa. Wait a minute. Okay. How about, you know, let me make a couple of phone calls, you know, because I got to get a bass player down here and what have you. And um, so I think it was just maybe the, that day or next day or what have you. Uh, our friend Rob from Divine Right came down because it's always nice to have another set of ears. Sure. You know? Especially someone who's familiar with your sound and style. Right. And I was upstairs when Jimmy came in the house and you were too, right? And John, uh, uh, Rob was already down the basement, and uh, we heard his first snap of his snare, and I think he jumped down the snares. I don't even think he hit all 13 steps. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, this guy's got something. Oh, and that's great. sure enough, not only does Jim have the chops, but Jim as an, uh, as an artist and a creator, uh, a friend, and also someone who loves absolutely eats breathes and sleeps this band and at our age now i'm not saying we're old but you know we are adult musicians mm -hmm. don't really find that yeah you need that energy you need that energy to motivate you along that he really does you know yes. he, he you know he's, he's a kid at heart truly he is when it comes to the music when, uh, when it comes to our music, I, I should say. And then uh, we were uh, jamming with a, a bass player we started to jam with by the name of Chris Warren, another very good friend of ours. Um, God rest him. He, he did pass away a few years back. Sorry. And uh, Paulie, my nephew, would come to the shows, and he was older then. He could get into the bars at that point. <laughs> yeah, and, and it, it came to pass that Chris really health-wise couldn't, couldn't uh, you know, commit. And he knew yeah. we needed somebody to commit. So Paul was like, I'll, I'll do it. I'll do it. I said, yeah, yeah, I play the bass. He was a guitar player. How often does that, how often does that happen? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah he was young too, you know? So right. I, I'm like, yeah, you know, and within, I'd say a month, he literally had all of our originals down. So I wow. have, That's yeah. Great. Yeah. And Jimmy's still, still jamming. <laughs> all right. So now, so now the band is formed. Okay, you've, you've got you've got your core group together. Okay, now what do you decide? Hey, you know we're gonna we're gonna write music, we're gonna put music together, or we're gonna we're gonna go and 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 get our chops out with with the group. Um, maybe it's everything. Uh, do you use a promoter? Was it all you know just uh, 
grit and doing doing your own promotion? How did you approach the business? Well, the business end of it, we were going, we had started with uh, going back to Modern Voices Records um, in 90, not 97, 2007. Right. Um, we had considered, we had 10 songs that we really felt strong about and we wanted to get back into the, into the studio. We also that, wanted to do a video, you know, form of production, self work and we went back to Modern Voices. At that point, he was, uh, Chris Patty was under Guru Project. So we went to Chris and we spent a, a lot of money mm -hmm. um, putting down these 10 tracks. And uh, we got 10 songs out of it. Some of them on that album we are very proud of. And some of them we feel that, you know, certain recording techniques could have, could have been, you know, elaborated on. I gotcha, guess. sure. Right. You know, I don't know. <laughs> but um, uh, we had hoped that Chris was going to be able to do uh, some promotion and so forth, but it really didn't work out for us as a band. So at that point, the independent artist was becoming extremely the way to go. Right. And we felt at that time it was time to make a break and go about it under our own, own esteem. So we started doing some festivals and started pushing the album and everything was really starting to percolate for the first initial two years. Wow. And sadly in 2009, uh, Jimmy was in a terrible car accident um, mm. where he was on a bicycle and he had gotten hit on a bicycle. So that side railed us for 10 years, believe it or wow. not. Wow. And yeah, he, the height of the recession, 2009 kicked in. So yeah, a lot of yeah. a lot of a lot of, a lot difficulties. of craziness went went on there. So wow. at that point, Johnny and I continued to to play acoustically and and write. But our son was also, um, you know, he's getting older and he was getting into sports and all that kind of stuff. So we kind of Jimmy had moved up to New Hampshire. He was uh, married. Uh, he had married someone from New Hampshire, and they moved up there because monetarily speaking, it was just easier for them. Sure, you know, sure. and we perfectly understood that. And we didn't even know it at that point if Jim could ever even play the drums again. You know, because he had pretty much broken just about every every oh, bone so in his sorry. body. Yeah. yeah. It was yeah. a tough time for us as a band. And we always just stayed in contact. And once in a while he would come down. And over the years you could see he started getting better and quicker again. And he's really playing again. So he wound up playing up there with another band. And then in 2019, he got divorced and came back home. <laughs> and, and he's back in the band. And he's back in the band. So we kind of, because uh, my son and now, he's, you know, he's a big guy. He's, you know, we don't have to worry too much about the raising end of things. Yeah. <laughs> You're always up. Your, your, your job is done. So Jim came back. We started doing shows. We started to get together. We were rehearsing back on a schedule, writing new stuff. Taking up where we left off, and then the pandemic hit. <laughs> so that's screwed everything so, up. So, let, me ask, year, you know. let me ask you about the, the songwriting aspect of it. So, do, are you both songwriters? Do you do you collaborate? Does somebody do lyrics? Somebody do music? Um, or how does it... Johnny collaborate and Jim okay. more on the writing end of it? I throw lyrics in here and there. They okay. don't particularly like my writing. <laughs> I write sappy love songs. <laughs> Gotcha. <laughs> no, no, but we have collaborated. Yeah, on. we all kind of do. We all kind of contribute yeah. to it. That's really, that's really neat. You know what? I was just thinking as you were talking about 
your drummer in the accident. It's amazing how uh, those people that I've known that, and I know a couple have had terrible accidents, how uh, their instrument really was uh, the physical therapy to bring, bring things back for them. Right. Yeah. And, and to, you know, to wood, you know, wood, wood shedding your instrument is like wood shedding physical therapy, you know, but if you're able to um, try to get back to where you, you were, you know, the drums are a very physical instrument. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Guy broke his back. (laughs) Yeah. You know, we, we, you know, we never officially broke up, but we, we really had our doubts about whether we'd ever play with them. Right. Right. You were, you were sidelined. You don't know what life's going to throw. And then find, finding a drummer of Jim's caliper is hard. And and we were like, Oh my God, we're not going to go down that road again. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Exactly. So it's interesting. What I find interesting, you know, especially because you've gone through these different phases of the band, you know, and then throw the pandemic on it, which uh, really threw a monkey wrench into things. It also gave people time to be creative, in my view. It also gave many people time to say, how do I get my art out there? How do I make a living, particularly yeah, if you're making yeah. a living as a musician? Right. Uh, I've seen a lot of cool things on Facebook and Twitch. Is, I'm, I'm getting into that now. It's just another platform. It's very interesting right. that, that people are exploring. But then you know, I was thinking about, and you said, you mentioned you have songs up on Spotify and uh, yeah, I've equated this in other episodes where, you know, the printing business totally changed when the desktop printer came along. Yeah. Same thing with the music business in that you can get your stuff through CD baby or whomever Absolutely. up on everything. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, the monster Spotify's, which this podcast is on Spotify, right? Uh, uh, you know, the artist gets you know a, an eighth of a tenth of a nickel, right? right. If they're lucky, so yeah. they're u- using your art. And what do you do? Uh, is the big question. So festivals, well, yeah. Oh, go ahead. I'm answer. I, I don't right. want to answer for you, but I'm curious about your perspective. We wrote our latest album, same great taste, during the pandemic. Um, we did the basic recordings at EKO at Productions in Deer Park. Fabulous recording studio. Fabulous bunch of guys that run it. Also live rehearsal. Okay. And then we brought them back and I said, I'm going to engineer this. And I, oh, by the grace of God, I don't know how, but I learned I, got, <laughs> I learned how to record. You know, I did all of the, uh, the tracks. We did it here, right? Right at home, right in our home studio. What did, what did you what what platform did you use? Um, I'm just curious. Personas, uh, um, uh, Cubase. Cubase. Yep. Cubase. Okay, my friend Mike News is a Cubase guy too. Yeah. Yeah. There's Prologic Cubase. Yeah. Yeah, right. and um, that's what we did during the pandemic. I, I was I was out of work during that time. Johnny was down to half days right Right. every other day kind of thing and um yeah well we got we got back together in 2019 and jim had you know moved back so we Mm -hmm. picked up where we left off and uh, hey there's the cat and um (laughs) when we started to get some good shows actually we were excited we did my father's place in roslyn we We, did a couple of places and these were our first shows in you know 10 years we were so we were excited to kind of get back on on it and do it and then when the virus hit and everything shut down again, we were like, wow. So we, at that point, we looked at each other and said, well, maybe it's time to make an, uh, the second album, you know? <laughs> and it had yeah. been like 10 years. So we were and, like, and we had always now? said, so well, we could the... get that sound, 
that we get at EKO. And, and I'm like, well, let's talk to Steve, uh, Steve Porcelli. Uh, he's the, one of the owners there. I said, maybe he wouldn't mind if we, you know, did some basic tracks there. And so we had that live feel because I, I think live were a completely different animal. Mm-hmm. So we did the basics there and then we came back and recorded it here. And then um, Chrome Orange is a recording studio, Mark Gady. He used to work over at Tiki. He was an engineer for Tiki um, at Tiki Recording Studios, excuse me. And he helped me along with all the learning of the Cubase. And wow. he did some master um, and, uh, mixing for us. And then uh, we wound up mastering it through uh, kind of combination with Chrome Orange, mastered a couple of tunes. And then we use um, Major Decibel also um, to do the, uh, the mastering for us. And for the year and a half, we, we, we Just, were making an album. <laughs> well, you know what, you know what they say? Necessity is the mother inv- of invention. Yeah, you know, exactly. just, yeah. just like with this podcast, I had to learn, I use audacity to put it together. And, and, you know, when I jump into something, I, I jump in with two feet and, uh, you know, you figure it out and you get learn as you go. Sure. Learn as you go. Fake it till you make it. We said yeah, that earlier. That's right. Right. I got to ask you this. I'm sorry. I'm jumping on you. My, no, no, how did so right before the pan? How did how did you land the my father's the, the new my father's place in the Roswell right. Hotel? How did you land that? It's just through connections or actually, my yeah. girlfriend is was or is I'm not too sure dating one of the um, one of the guys that either worked there or is Epi, you know, um, uh, Epi Epstein, sure, uh, Epi Epstein's uh, yeah. right hand man, and she said you got to call Epi, talk to him, blah 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 blah. And I'm like, I don't call Epi. I don't know Epi. I mean, right, goes, right. Oh, no. He's doing original bands again. And that, this is when the whole new My Father's Place came to be. And, and we're remember, old enough to remember Epi and who remember, he is and the legend you know, that was his. Yeah, so we were like, wow. That, you know, imagine getting a gig there. I mean, when I was a kid, my sister was going to the club. I wanted to be there when I wasn't old enough, you know. Yeah. Right. So I did call him. I called him and I said, hi, I was introduced, you know, by so-and-so. And, um... I have a band. We're original. It's called Somehow. Turns Sorry. out he's a very personable old chap. I mean, you like us. Really <laughs> is. He's the best. And yeah. he's like, I'm not. He goes, you know, do you know other original bands that have talent? And I was like, I, I know a couple. <laughs> yeah. Sure. You know. Well, what, what's says, interesting. Oh, you play a gig here and uh, can you book me some bands? And, and to this day, I still book it, uh, bands for happy. Cool. That's great. He's, uh, I haven't met him. Um, he did an episode with Mike Nugent, my guitar teacher and, and my good friend. And what's interesting about what I heard about Epi is Epi wanted to stay true to his brand in the new My Father's Place. And I'm only right. getting this third hand is yeah. that, hey, you know what? I have the up and comings and the people that are, are on their way, you know, were famous and, and, and original yeah. and what have you. Yeah. And uh, the rumor that I heard was like, you know, they were pushing him to do, um, you know, uh, tribute bands and cover bands and stuff 100%. like that. And he right. said, that's 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 not Epi Epstein. That's not that's, Epi Epstein. Right. That's, uh, which, he is he is true to the original artist. Yeah, which, really, yeah, which is great. And you know what? That is really uh, of my limited time in this podcast. It's hard to find venues that are willing to take the leap on original music. Yeah, you know? they, no, it's, it's hard. not. It's hard, a hard thing. When yeah. we were in Divine Right, and this this is no lie, there would be lines lined up. We were nobody, but there were people lined up a hundredfold to get into the door. I don't know whether it was the uh, drunk 
driving changes, the changes in the, the drinking the ages, yep. everything like yeah. that, that changed things. But it, the scene on Long Island is is all, we as a band now, we play, I mean, we still are true to our originals, and, but we do play covers. Yeah, Only you, you, you have to play. I want to so. play. I got I to gotta have an audience. I'm not a singer without an audience. You know, Agreed. I, I don't but know they, if you the audiences are a little less open-minded than they might have been and 30, 20, 30 years ago. Owners, they want the money, and I can't blame them for that. It's I a business. Yeah, they got to make business. money, that's sure. You know, but thankfully, through playing the covers of recent, we have definitely started to – the, wheel is, the yeah. wheel is is turning. You know? That's great. So, yeah, and we're well on Spotify, thank God. You, you know what it is? You got to be tenacious about it and, and yeah. keep putting your art out. And that's 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 one of the reasons why the Long Island Sound podcast was made, was really to give a different platform to kind of expose artists. And really, there are so many great artists on Long Island. I mean, I, I can see doing this podcast for another 10 years. Oh, it's yeah. Just, it's just there's so many people to discover and that's my hope for the audiences that right. they discover and with that note what i want to talk about is let's talk about uh the next original song that we're gonna have the audience here called let it burn so just give us a little background in in it and then introduce it and we'll yep. let the audience judge um, for themselves let it burn is about the, the what, what we've been going through the times uh, of today and um i mean i think if you listen to the the lyrics in it you kind of get the gist of the song it was a, a great little rock and roll track that I actually wrote, and and then when well, uh, Let It Burn was was written originally in the last gasp of Divine Right when we were ending that band, that was like one of our last tracks, and we actually recorded it in in Tiki, and uh, we did a rough like a rough recording of it, and then it just mm -hmm. went sat on a shelf for many years, and yeah. when we were doing the new album with Somehow Sorry, we just thought, hey, you remember that song Let It Burn? Why don't we Dust it off and see if we can, you know, Let's see what Jim and make Paul something out of it. it. And you know? it turned out to be a really good track. And we really it's actually it. one of my favorites on the album. And it was one of the later tracks. It wasn't one that I was like, okay, we're going to definitely do this song or what have you. So let's see what, what it comes out to sound like. And to my, to my, yeah, it came out good. It, it came yeah. out uh, pretty cool. All right. But it's definitely about what, what we're all going through right now. Excellent. So, audience, listen up to let it burn and we'll be right back after the song.
Hey, we're back, everybody. That was really a great song. Thanks for sharing that with us. What I really want to, I'm really interested in, Rain and John, is you just put this album out in January, okay? You know, some people think, hey, you know, I did the hard work, you know, wrote the songs, laid down the tracks. Tell me what it's like. What do you, what do, you do to expose this, this music, this art to the world? Absolutely nothing. <laughs> <laughs> no, thanks. Thanks. we're done. Hey, yeah, we, we did what we had to do. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to bed. Um, <laughs> I think I don't. We don't look at it as oh my god, something has got to happen with this album. Okay, matter of time. It was it was a labor of, of love, and it. Um, I always say to everybody, like people ask me, why do you still why do you still do this? It's just because I love it. I yeah. absolutely love it. It's so much fun. It's it's completely different. You know, people are like, you're in a what? You're in a rock band? Yeah. You know, I'm like, yep, yeah. Yep. Not, I am. Guilty. So we don't really have, ex- I don't have expectations, but I, I do believe there are some really good creations on the album. Um, as far as what we're doing to get it out there right now, we are in gig mode. Everything because we haven't been playing because of the COVID and the pandemic and everything else. And it's so op- it's starting to open up now. Thank you know, God, and we're actually getting calls, you know, for gigs, which yes. hasn't happened in a long time. It, it, yep. Exactly. So it's nice to so see that. That is. So there is a churn going on. We happen to be doing well. The album is doing. I mean, it's doing well as far as I'm concerned. We have about two thousand monthly listeners. And congratulations. I think that's pretty good. Yeah. I mean, for no, no for nobody bad, I don't think it's half bad. You know, at least it's starting to turn a little bit. So, I mean, we started out, we had maybe two listeners for I don't even know how long. So it, it's starting to branch out. And I can see it in other places, too. I can see it in YouTube. I can see it in Facebook. I can see it in people, random people just saying, hey, when are you guys playing we're playing an acoustic show actually this Saturday night, and a um, bunch of people are like, "Wow, what time and where?" And yeah, I'm like, that's Who great. Are you? So that's a good thing. Yeah. So, 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 so just to get right? just to get to the mechanics of it for those who don't know, so you cut the album, you go through it, you have mm-hmm. it mixed, you mix it yourself, whatever. Is now do you CD baby? Like, how do you get it on Spotify? You know, is that you know how do how do you I went take that to, step? Um, my digital distribution is with she's searching now i am the brain is the brain is working here (laughs) oh my lord you know i am getting old uh (laughs) let me let me go let me go to the trusty phone here Um, by by the way while you're looking at the trusty phone just so you know and i'm happy to do this i'm happy to put your gigs up on the gig destiny site so um for those who want to know where the somehow sorry band is we'll have links to your website uh, but the, the events will also be on our calendar as well. So um, oh, oh, people good, yeah. listening yeah. to this episode. And you can always you... find us at somehowsorry.com. Right? Somehow, somehow and, sorry. and that'll be in the chapter link as well. For those oh, it's a guy with podcast. a dog. Let me just, let me just flip. I'm not what losing you here. Uh, it is, oh, goodness gracious. I'm trying to think of this. She's, she's going, she's going through her Rolodex right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, you know, I am. I can't even think of the. <laughs> the distributor. How how old am I getting? It's a distributor. No no worries. It'll it'll do a distributor, and they got the songs out on Spotify. And they do the work. They do the work for me. All right, good for uh, you. 
Yeah, thank you. <laughs> well, story. We just watched the money roll. Oh, yeah, it's yeah, yeah. Rolling, rolling, rolling. <laughs> Hear the register dinging in the background. Oh, yeah, it's yeah, dinging, yeah. all right. In the wrong direction, though. <laughs> well, you know what? You know what's great? If you think about it, if you're going out getting gigs, you just put an album out and you're speaking to somebody you've never met before, some new venue, you have a place to point to. You say, you want, you want to know? what you can expect either through reputation you can talk to this venue this venue that venue well, guess yeah. what you can go on spotify you can go to our youtube thing and this is what you can expect right and and you know venues you know want to know okay is this going to fit in with the audience that they're trying to attract you know that's what yeah. i think you know yeah. what the heck do i yeah. know i don't know anything so <laughs> <laughs> we're just getting it out there playing as many shows as we can and we're going to start to do the printing and pressing and so forth on the CD to try to get it out to some people that might some, want to some radio it. stations and what have you. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. You know, all those things. And, yeah, that, um, yeah, that's called old school, but yeah, that, yeah, it is. That, that still works. You know, I was talking to my buddy, Mike, and he said, yeah, the radio stations still want a CD, you know, to, to look at. I mean, I yeah, find yeah. it hard, I find a hard place to people, you know, for anybody who has a CD player anymore, except, I know, hard, you know, yeah. 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 And those are getting few and far between. I was looking for, because I have a, a CD. I pressed a couple of CDs off, you know, and I'm, we were going on a trip and I'm in John's car and it's a 2017. And I'm like, there's no CD player in this thing. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I can't even listen to myself. <laughs> I know. I, know. I, I can't even find my 8-track player anymore. But then I figured out the Bluetooth. So we were good. <laughs> Time just keeps passing it us by. Does. I don't get it. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, technology. That's what I love about technology. It's always changing, and, and always, you know, you got yeah. to you got to stay on top of it, and you can do a lot, a lot with it. You know. Yeah. So it's 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 really exciting just having a couple that uh, a married couple that's in a band together. I think this is the cool. <laughs> this is the coolest thing. And you're not fighting. You sure you guys are married? <laughs> oh, you were here last night. Yeah, we have bad trust me. Okay. Yeah. You know. That's that's that's, that's the <laughs> that's the ebb and tide of relationships. Just that like the ebb and tide. That's right. The ebb and tide. It's the rock and roll of a relationship. Yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah. No. It's so like Johnny and I generally we get along pretty well. So it, it's very it's very yeah. it's very apparent here. And the distributor is Distro Kid. I just Dis, Distro Kid. All right. right. So we're gonna, we're going to do a plug for Distro Dist. Distro, distro kid. kid, yes. Okay, and hopefully they give you a discount on the next distribution. That would be nice. Because, yeah, nice. you know, they're getting free advertising in a very popular yeah. podcast called Come The Long on. Island Sound. There you right. go. I love the name, too. Long Island Sound is you know, And you know, you know how that came about is I was listening to Billy Joel do a presentation at the Long Island Rock and Roll Museum or something. Uh, and okay. he said... The Long Island Sound is more than a body of water between Connecticut and Long Island. Nice. And that kind of just resonated with me. And the miracle is there's no other podcast named The Long Island Sound. There's wow. The Long Island that's, Sounds. That's okay. surprising to me. So wow. You yeah, definitely got that's lucky with that. That's, 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 awesome. that's called Kismet there Magic. Some, yeah. yeah. There are some pretty cool people on Long Island. Yeah. Well, Billy Joel being one. We were at a ball game today. My son, I, I mentioned to you earlier, he plays baseball. From Malloy College, by the way. Okay. And um, we were sitting three feet from Kevin James. Oh, <laughs> yes, yeah. he came to see the gig. So, And we were, we, were, we were talking earlier about Kevin James. And Kevin James, 
uh, is connected to hopefully another guest, which I won't name until until he says, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely going to be there. He said yes so far, and cool. we'll talk about that in the future. But it's funny how things come around, you know, full yeah, circle. It is. And he yeah. happens to be one of my favorites, I think one of our favorites. And it's funny because I'm sitting next to him, and I'm like, probably going to see you tonight on TV. <laughs> So, so for people listening from, and I actually got a subscriber from California today. We got to make it more Long Island, is what I'm thinking. So, uh, pass the coffee. And uh, Uh, how you doing? I'm I'm born in. I was born in Jersey, so I have the New Jersey, yeah, Long Island combination. I mean, I'm (laughs) really, you know. (laughs) Everybody knows where I'm from. However, I don't sing the way I speak. At least I hope not. You know, it's it's like it's like the British singers. You know, they have the very Cockney voice when they're having conversation, and then they they start singing, and it's gone. It's like how the hell did that happen? Yeah, that's you know? weird, right? That is weird. <laughs> hey, what what I what I'd like to talk about is I'd like to talk about. Um, so just to give every, uh, I want to talk about the song that I introduced the podcast with, which is. Uh, Baby Jaded, and you can mm-hmm. just tell us a little bit about that. And then what I want to jump into is is the the third song that we're going to hear, New Age Face. So tell us about Baby Jaded, and then we'll kind of branch into the other song. Uh, Baby Jaded was one of mine, and I was working on it back when, just before the band got shelved and Jim had his, his accident. That one and New Age Face, uh, which is Paulie's song, our bass player, those were the two songs we were just starting to get into live and put them in the set and work out the kinks and parts of them. And then, um, of course, we went over, uh, Jim had his accident and the whole band got shelled for several years. And then when Jim came back and moved back to Long Island and we put it all together again, we, I, the first thing we did was, I want to let's do Baby Jaded because I want to finish it. And, and that's what we did. But it's one of mine. Uh, I don't remember. I don't remember what inspired it, but probably a guitar riff, uh-huh. um, or a, a couple of chords I had put together in a melody, and then I just went from there. But when we got it in the studio, it really blossomed into something even better. You and know? I find lyrically, I like that song. Lyrically, yeah, it's a, it's it's a pretty it's good, good lyric. Yeah, it's interesting that that you know, I, and I've heard this before. You know, songs that quote sit on on the shelf or lyrics that sit on the shelf that pulled out at the right time and yeah. can fit to, you know, what's happening to everybody. Um, it's just interesting. It's like wine, you know, it's, it's yeah. now's the time for the song, you know, it wasn't right, meant to, right. it wasn't it meant to come out five, years six ago. years ago. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Timing is everything in life, Absolutely. but I wasn't going to like, we had started it. Like I said, we started back before we took the whole hiatus and I wasn't ever going to let it go. Cause I, if I get a song in my head that I write that I like, it never leave. It, it won't leave until we record it, and that's great. Now I can move on and do the next uh, song. Another song. I couldn't let go of it. You know? On the album, uh, sitting on a sofa, uh, was actually he had just before Jimmy's accident. It's like yeah, that was that's an old like one. A, a, a meter for us. Mm-hmm. Uh, he had just uh, written a chorus or something to that song, and when we were doing the album, I was. What was that song that you had so, started, yeah. you know, and was sitting on a red rug and he's like, no. Oh. <laughs> and that turned out to be and a that, really, really a good one. Great a track. really good track it, on the album. It, yeah. it, and that's, that's the track on the album that you just released in January or? Correct. Right. Yeah. Yep, okay. And what's the name? What's the name of the album again? Uh, same Great Taste. Same Great Taste. Great. We can attribute that to Bully Name Now. Yeah, the bass player. <laughs> nice. Nice. So tell us about New Age Face and then we'll we'll listen to it with the audience i I wish paulie was here for that one um because he did write it and um again it was started back 
same thing with same as baby jada we were starting it and actually i was playing the bass paulie jumped on guitar and we were trying to work it out but that wasn't really working it's kind of a funky song it was a little out of our wheelhouse okay. it wasn't what we usually did it was kind of a almost like a spin doctors kind of a song like it had a group kind of a groovy bass and a, it was it was different than anything we had done and when jim came back and we got the band going again again same as baby jada we started working on it and uh, it just, and that was the first song that we did for the album, actually, was New Age Face. Mm -hmm. It was almost, I don't want to say it was a test. We weren't, you know, it was a real song we were going to put on the album. But mm -hmm. we were starting to, like, Lorraine had learned how to record with the Cubase. And we went and put the, the, the tracks down live at one studio, brought them back here. So it was all kind of a learning curve. And New Age Face was the very first one that we, that yeah. was kind of the, te you know, the test, uh, test see song to it. see if we could actually do it. And it came out really really good excellent so Paulie, uh paul majeri he he sings lead vocal on that track johnny happens to sing lead vocal on baby jaded and let it burn i guess you kind of know by now that was me usually you, whoever's singing the lead track is the primary writer yeah whoever's awesome. singing that usually that's usually how it works with us nice very good all right let's take a listen to new age face Sense, it's round the same romance. I'm falling after it. 
Hey, everybody. We are back. That was a great song, New Age Face. And yeah, little diddly, right? Yeah. 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 And you know what? You got so much going on. I'm really I'm kind of proud, proud of you guys. It's just, you know, you, you had a pit stop there for a number of years, but you still have that desire to keep on going. And, and I, if it's one word that's hanging with me during this episode, it's tenacity. Oh, my tenacity. God. I was just going to say, my drama says I have tenacity. <laughs> oh, my God. That's like our word. Maybe that's what we should have named the band. Yeah. yeah. Well, no, but that that's it. That's it. You know, when you're on the verge of giving up. So many musicians that have, you know, given it up. And not because they don't, they don't want to still play. It's just they don't feel comfortable or what have you. Yeah, well, life yeah. takes over and you have kids and jobs and everything. And yeah. that's understandable. Because the bond, the bond we have was rooted in it, It's it kind of, we kept it there. You know, we, it kind of stayed with us. So we were always forming another band or going out yeah. and doing an acoustic show in a coffee house. And we always kept the going. we sing well together. Because we, yeah, we harmonize <laughs> and we were good at it. They were good at it. <laughs> Why not do it? <laughs> we were pretty good at it. So we kept going with it. And you know what is? There's nothing to quit because it's what yeah. it's, it's in you, right? So it's kind yeah, of cool. yeah. I can't shake it. I've been trying. <laughs> Trust me, I've tried over. It's not years. like you have to hang up the jersey with music. You can keep going. It doesn't. Sure. There's no, Absolutely. you know, there's really no age limit to it. You just keep going. That's me. <laughs> What's up in the near future for uh, for the band? We are at uh, One Eye Jacks in Beth Page on May 13th. Okay. And we are at uh, Broadway 247 in Hicksville on May 28th. Joe Pickett is opening for us. So that's a really good show. That'd be a good one, yeah. You should come down. Yeah. By the way, check out the episode with Joe Pickett. He was another guest on the Long Island Sound Podcast. Joe is one of our buds. Yeah, Joe's a buddy. And he definitely is a good man, great musician. We're also back at uh, Broadway 247 in Hicksville on June 25th. That's an acoustic show. And then June 26th, we're at the Metropolitan with Epi, and we're opening for Sir Paul. They are uh, Beatle. national tribute. Beatle tribute guys. Beatle tribute yeah. band. So that's going to be a big show, and that's under Epi's, uh, Epi Presents. And we're live at Gunther's Tap Room on July 15th. And where's Gunther's? Gunther's that's in actually Northport. in Northport, right so down the road. it's going to be a hometown so. show. That's an easy oh, nice. I'm going to put the boots on for that one. It's oh, great. Yeah, yeah, it's awesome. It's going to be an all-nighter. So we definitely have a bunch of shows lined up. Rain, what's the website again? Our website is somehowsorry.com. Wonderful. I tell you, it was really a pleasure to have you guys. Thanks for all your insights, your tenacity. Thank you. <laughs> There's a lot to learn in, in what you've done in the business. And uh, I end my podcast this way. And I, it's something that a friend of mine learned heard from somebody else. I actually heard from Joe Torrey who said, uh, you know, we can account for what's in our bank and what we own. We can never account for how much time we have left. And the fact that you gave me a l more than an hour of your time and your story has uh, been a blessing, and I, and I thank you for oh, that. Thank you. Well, thank, thank you for you your very time. Much. Truly. I look forward to having you guys back on the podcast, and uh, we're going to dive into your music. People will be able to hear it uh, through the podcast and get the links to Spotify, and uh, I wish you all the best. Okay. Thank, Thank you, Steve. you so much. Great being here. Yes. Be well. Peace. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining us today. I appreciate the time you spent with us. Please subscribe and comment and visit us at gigdestiny.com. Till next time, be generous with your joy, keep your spirits high, and let the music take you on a journey. Be well. Peace.
Thanks so much for listening. Please rate, review, and comment on the show. We really love to hear from you. And call our listener line at 631-800-3579. Again, thanks so much. Be well.